What's going on, everybody? It's Frank from the Paleo Mama. Jackie is knee-deep in taking pictures and getting this really amazing book that she has coming out very soon, all completed. So she's super excited about that, but she does miss you guys, and she does say hello. But I'm here today to talk to you before the weekend on the endocannabinoid system and the role of THC and CBD and beta-carophyllin within it. And so without further ado, this is Essential Oil Healthcare Radio, and I am Frank, and I am so excited to talk to you about the endocannabinoid system today. So let's go ahead and start off with understanding what the endocannabinoid system even is. The endocannabinoid system has been studied since uh, about, say, the mid 15 or excuse me 1900s and the cloning of the different receptors uh, CB1 and CB2 has now been known for uh, multiple decades now and so the endocannabinoid system is when I was you know running when I was in the 80s and 90s and then even when I joined the military in the 2000s I was always wondering like you know what causes that runner's high if you're a runner of any sort or if you work out frequently you know, you love to try to hit that point where you have that high feeling. You know what I mean? Like your joints are soothed, discomfort goes away, the breathing becomes easier. And so I want to offer to you that that is actually an activation of your endocannabinoid system. And so when we look at the endocannabinoid system, we want to look at two specific receptors and how do the different phytocannabinoids play in the inside of that system okay cb1 or or excuse me cannabinoid one receptors are the ones that are mainly found in the brain now yes they are in the other you know peripheral tissues if you will but they're mainly going to be inside of the brain cb2 receptors are the ones that are going to be in the peripheral system so those are the vital, vital organs and the skin and so when you get this runner's high. It's an activation of that endocannabinoid system. And I would offer to you that, you know, the cannabinoid, you know, the cannabinoid 2 receptor is the one that's going to give you all of those wonderful physical effects of that runner's high. And so now it comes to where do we look at the cannabinoid system in reference to the different phytocannabinoids and beta-carophyllin, and then how do they play into that? Well, we want to first look at how we can look uh, with with uh, anandamide, which is a endocannabinoid uh, tr- neurotransmitter, if you will, that actually has the cannabinoid receptor response. Okay, so. We want to look specifically, though, at how do we get away from the CB1 receptors and actually look at more of the CB2 receptor, uh, you know, ways of being able to have those expressions. So when we look at CB1, the main phytocannabinoid is something called tetrahydrocannabinol or THC. Now, with Tetrahydrocannabinol, that is the illegal version of marijuana. That's the psychoactive version of marijuana. 
or the psychoactive component found in marijuana. And so that's, of course, we're talking illegal here, right? But when we look at the CB2 receptors, we have a couple of different phytocannabinoids that can actually activate those, the primary one being uh, cannabidiol or CBD. And then we can also look at beta-carophyllin, which according to doTERRA is classified as a cannabinoid. Uh, it actually uh, looks at, uh, you know, being able to uh, really harness the power of the expression of something called cytokines. Cytokines are these, uh, you know, their, their responses to uh, when the cell gets some sort of damage, it may release cytokines, which signals uh, the white blood cells inside of our immune system to respond and then come to that area. So cytokines are released. There's so many different types of cytokines. They're released if, you know, if there's a break in the skin or if somebody has longstanding uh, issues with their knee, um, cytokines are going to be present and then that activates the immune system. When the immune system gets activated, it will in turn end up with having a type of inflammation. And so therefore, I would offer to you that if you have the more cytokines, then you're going to have more inflammation. And so, uh, you know, being able to look at, <clears throat> excuse me, tetrahydrocannabinol, that actually will activate both CB1 and CB2 receptors. But once again, we want to ensure that we stay away from THC due to the legality of it. So what do we need to do to be able to get the benefit of a phytocannabinoid or a cannabinoid, endocannabinoid, and actually be able to do something that is, of course, legal? Well, you want to now look at the CB2 receptor activation only because we don't mind to have CB1 activation. We don't care for it uh, because – you know, when we when we look at something like that, we're mainly looking at THC and we're going to get that psychoactive high. So instead, let's look at the CB2. Well, the good news about CB2 is that there is a way that we can activate the CB2 receptors, get the healthy inflammatory response that we're looking for, and be able to actually reap the benefit of the endocannabinoid system. And so there's two different things that we need to look at, right? Two different compounds. We have CBD or cannabidiol, and then we also have BCP or beta-carophyllin. All right, so the good news about CB2 reception with CBD. CBD is being synthesized in a way to where it should have low levels of THC. Right now, uh, this is the, you know, the, the, agricultural uh, brain of me talking. Uh, as of right now, uh, there was supposed to be a change to the farm bill. The farm bill is a bill that is uh, you know, signed and, and passed in the, by Congress and then the president every four years. The last one that we had was in 2014. Well, we were due again in this year uh, at the end of September to have another farm bill passed. And so unfortunately, that time has came and it's gone. And now Congress, uh, both the Senate and the House of Representatives have not actually passed a farm bill. So right now, there is this uh, kind of gray area, if you will, with the market for hemp. Hemp is 
the CBD market. And so right now, you'll see that CBD is growing in popularity. More and more people are considering the use of CBD. But the downside is, is that we don't quite know the legality of it because it is an unregulated market. And somebody could be making a CBD oil or a CBD product that may in fact have too much THC. And so therefore, if you have to take a drug test or something like that, you may in fact have the, uh, the, the, the metabolic, you know, breakdown portion of THC inside of your CBD oil and therefore you would fail your drug test. So what can we do to have CB2 receptors, the endocannabinoid activation that we want, but be able to use a product confidently that we know is not going to contain any levels of THC? Well, that's where we come into talking about beta carophyllin. okay? It is actually... Uh, a sesquiterpene. It is found in many different essential oils that uh, you will find out there, uh, especially even in doTERRA. But you will definitely find it in copaiba essential oil. Copaiba is spelled C-O-P-A-I-B-A. And it actually has the highest level of beta-carophyllin of any oil. It clocks in at about 55% up to 60% when you use gas chromatography, mass spectrometry analysis of doTERRA's uh, copaiba essential oil. So when we look at the, or excuse me, let me back up one step and talk about GCMS or what I just said, the gas chromatography mass spectrometry. What that pretty much is, is the way that I like to look at it is that is a fingerprint. Like it's a fingerprint machine. It is going to analyze a sample of oil to determine what are all the constituents inside of it based on what we know to be true, pure, actual copaiba oil. We can, we can then take that and match it against the copaiba oil that uh, doTERRA makes, and we can actually analyze that and determine is it in fact a very similar fingerprint. And so being able to actually do that, it will in fact be able to let us know that we are dealing with the pure oil. So there is plenty of evidence that is actually pointing to the therapeutic benefit of beta-carophyllin. You know, but like CBD and hemp oil, there is little when it comes to human clinical trials. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of empirical data out there. A lot of folks have been starting to use copaiba, uh, both topically in a diffuser and even actually oral uh, use as well. And there has been really good results and a lot of anecdotal data from a lot of folks who have been using it that the beta-carophyllin in the copaiba, in fact, actually really helps them. And so um, I would offer to you that, you know, less is more when it comes to essential oils. So, you know, if you want to utilize beta-carophyllin for yourself, I mean, I do. I like to use one to two drops of the copaiba every single day. And it actually can provide a noticeable result. Now, I've actually started taking it one step further, and I have a really wonderful complement oil that I've started to use, which is pink pepper. Pink pepper is actually um, this essential oil that really complements the abilities of copaiba and then another essential oil, frankincense, which of course you may know of. And the three of those I use absolutely daily, okay? I think 
that is actually very, very useful when I want to stimulate the CB2 receptors because I'm a person that I've got some military things going on that I have my little bag of tricks that the military gave me when I was leaving. And I love to do and love to know that I'm using plant-based therapy in order to be able to take care of these, you know, uh, issues, if you will, that I have in order to be able to actually um, keep myself knowing that I am staying as healthy as I possibly can, utilizing plant-based therapy. And so we really want to urge you on doing the research and looking at the endocannabinoid system, okay? Um, I tell you what, there is actually um, so many folks right now, we know we have 600 or excuse me, 6 million, almost 7 million wellness advocates. And a lot of folks have actually utilized, uh, Copaiba. And so it is actually really, really fantastic to consider. Okay. And so that's sort of the down and dirty guys about the endocannabinoid system and then the different effects of THC, CBD, <clears throat> excuse me, and beta carophyllin. Uh, if, if you don't have Copaiba, uh, right now, you can actually get it as well from different types of essential oils that, uh, that doTERRA does in fact offer is black pepper, clove, melissa, and even, uh, rosemary. Okay. It is actually, um, really, really a, a great way of having good physical health, uh, and even good mental health, uh, is to consider actually utilizing one of these CB2 receptor, uh, antagonist, or excuse me, agonist is really what it's called without having the potential psychoactive side effects. And you really want to look into utilizing, uh, Copaiba as well. Um, it also is really great at supporting osteoblast function, which, um, that actually the osteoblasts are responsible, the little cells that are responsible for going around and with the creation of bone. And so I urge you to look into uh, beta-carophyllin and I urge you to consider adding Copaiba to your regiment uh, in order to be able to have the best health possible. Here's something that's actually really cool that doTERRA just came out with. Uh, doTERRA now in fact has Copaiba soft gels. So these make it even easier to take the Copaiba it has one to two drops of the Copaiba already in it. And the cool thing about it is, is that unlike some of the other supplements that doTERRA currently has, which they are moving toward getting this, uh, getting this compound removed, but the Copaiba soft gels are actually carrageenan free. Um, although the carrageenan that doTERRA in fact uses is a very, uh, it's a plant-based carrageenan. So, um, you know, there's a lot of data out there suggesting that carrageenan can be very bad for your health. But, uh, you know, the gentleman who is the chief medical officer of doTERRA said, I am not going to fight the battle anymore. And so he started with Copaiba being carrageenan free. And now Copaiba soft gels, uh, or excuse me, other soft gels that are offered by doTERRA will in fact be carrageenan free in the future. So I urge you do your research, look at it, uh, consider beta carophyllin as a part of your repertoire uh, for your wonderful health. Uh, l to let us know by going to www.thepaleomama.com if you have any questions. Our emails are on that website. And let us know what your successes are, what your questions are, and we we just guarantee, all right? I don't normally make a guarantee, but I guarantee your happiness, 
if you actually consider using uh, copaiba or other beta carophyllin containing essential oils uh, in, into, into your health. All right, guys, I wanted to uh, just go ahead and close this podcast out really quick with letting you know some exciting updates. Um, I have been working very diligently on another podcast called Unconventional Wellness Radio. So I would hope that you guys can go check that out, please. Uh, I am coming up with a program that I think is going to be uh, just game-changing, and it's going to be in the first quarter of 2019. We are going to look at all aspects of health and how you can become the person that you've always wanted to be because education is key and the key is to your success. And so I urge you, please go check us out. We're bringing on some really great speakers. we got Dr. Eric Zielinski, uh, who is the author of, uh, you know, the, the, this huge, like widely popular uh, essential oil book that I w- am going to love to talk to him, or excuse me, love to talk to him on my podcast with, uh, and so I please urge you to check that out as well. So, all right. Well, I love you guys, and I cannot wait to continue to bring this wonderful material. And thank you so much for joining us on Essential Oil Healthcare Radio. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend, everybody.